Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. What's going on, folks? Curtis Wilkerson with hogsports.com. There is not a lot fun about standing up here and talking about a beatdown served up by the Texas Longhorns, but we got to do it. Arkansas did not play spoiler in the opening of Moody Arena at the Moody Center today uh, in this charity exhibition. A quick reminder that it's an exhibition. It doesn't count on the win-loss record, uh, but the Hogs were humbled by Texas today, 90-60, to 60, a 30-point loss. Uh, Maybe we appreciate the Longhorn Network for not putting that one on TV for people to watch. After all, uh, rough go of it for the Razorbacks today. And listen, if, if you paid attention uh, in the buildup to this, uh, I was dropping some hints that this could be an interesting experience for this young Arkansas team. That wasn't just my observation. I've been hearing that behind the scenes, uh, that they were looking at this game as a great opportunity, but one that might come with its fair share of learning lessons, and it certainly did uh, for the Razorbacks today. Listen, Talk to me in March because I think it's going to be a very different story by that time. Uh, however, uh, this does give you an indication of where Arkansas is at right now in the moment and the things that they need to work on and improve on before the season. But, you know, quite frankly, just looking uh, back at this game and looking at the box score, you know, Texas was tougher. Uh, they were more physical. They were more assertive. They were more efficient. Uh, and, and quite honestly, they're more game ready than the Razorbacks now uh, in the moment. Okay. And some of it helps because they played Houston, a Final Four contender, a couple days ago or, or maybe a week ago in a charity exhibition. Uh, and Arkansas has been fooling around with Rogers State uh, and those teams over in Europe. So I think Arkansas needed this before things get real. Uh, but Texas is the better team as of today. We'll see what happens come March. Uh, but a lot of things that Arkansas needs to work on, you know, uh, listen, exhibition or not, uh, what we saw today from Arkansas was unacceptable. Um, I know Eric Musselman feels the same way because there was a 45-minute window between the end of the game and when he walked into the press conference room to talk to the media. We could hear the things that were being said in the locker room. He let them have it. They needed it. Okay? They needed that. So he wasn't a happy camper either, uh, despite the long-term value that can come with a game like this. Um, man, where do we start? You know, I think you could tell right out of the gates that Arkansas was back on their heels, especially offensively. Uh, they looked out of sync. They looked sloppy. Um, 
just, just no rhythm. They were spread out and extended. Uh, the movement, the cuts were not as sharp and there were a lot of turnovers, a lot of turnovers. And that's kind of been an issue for the Razorbacks that you think they're gonna clean up at some point. But I think the physicality, the pressure, uh, kind of the veteran guards for Texas really set the tone there, I thought, defensively. And Arkansas struggled to really get anything going, uh, essentially for a majority of the game outside of a few spurts throughout. Um, you know, uh, listen, I, I think Arkansas was fairly solid really early, uh, maybe throughout the entire first half on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, I thought they were doing an okay job of challenging shots, recovering. Uh, they were definitely better staying in front of their man in the first half and the second half, but they weren't finishing possessions. And they gave up a dozen offensive rebounds in the first half. Maybe it was 11 offensive rebounds in the first half. Whether it's 11 or 12, it's too damn many. Uh, and, and you couple that with the double-digit turnovers, and then Arkansas was outshot by double digits in the first half. So you're looking at that and you're thinking, hell, this could be a 20, 25-point game at halftime. Arkansas was only down 40 to 30. Okay, so you could think they could go into the locker room, regroup a little bit, come out a little bit sharper, more crisp, more focused uh, for the second half, but it didn't happen. The, the start of the second half was reflective uh, of really the end of the first half when Texas went on a run to increase their lead out from, you know, I think it was 29 to 27 at one point. It was a two-point game, and all of a sudden they're up 10 at the break. And, you know, Arkansas comes out. They turn it over on two of their first three possessions. They give up an offensive rebound on Texas's first shot, uh, you know, a couple buckets. Next thing you know, it's, it's up to 17. Musk calls a quick timeout. Uh, they come out. Arkansas doesn't respond. Uh, before you know it, this thing is up over 30 points, and it's gotten out of hand. Um, you know, that was, uh, <laughs> that was tough to watch at the end of the day. Uh, looking at some of these numbers here, 23 turnovers for Arkansas. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. And uh, some of it's continuity uh, and guys coming together and, and trying to get in sync. That's going to take time, gelling on the floor together. But the things that shouldn't be happening right now uh, is just a lack of toughness and value for the basketball. Guys loose with their handle, uh, not holding that thing and securing it strong, uh, getting ripped, getting stripped, a little contact, bumping them off their spots and, and causing some errant plays. Uh, those are the things that shouldn't be happening at this point. Something that they can fix between now uh, and November 7th, or, or they better fix it between now and November 7th. Uh, yeah, 23, assists, uh, 23 turnovers to just 10 assists. Well, that's backwards from where you needed to be. And I, I, I wanna say that Texas was 21 assists to 10 turnovers. That tells you a lot about how the game went. Um, Texas shot 54% from the field. They shot 62.5% from three, 10 of 16 from the three-point line. Uh, Arkansas is too long and too athletic for that to be happening, but why did it happen? Because Texas was driving right by their man. Arkansas struggled with individual defense. They were sucking in a little bit of help and spraying out to guys who were knocking down rhythm shots, or they were driving, drawing help. Arkansas was caught ball watching, and they were dropping it off for dunks. Uh, just, just from a fundamental standpoint, with rotations, uh, communication, talking through screens and things of that nature, and just being aware, man and ball, that's 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 man-to-man -man defense, one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, that's basic stuff, and, and Arkansas struggled to that regard today. I think they were a little taken back by the uptick in competition. Um, so, so what? Right? What needs to happen now uh, for the Razorbacks? I think it starts with really just kind of finding uh, your guys. Arkansas went with the same starting lineup that they used Monday against Roger State, which I thought was interesting. You know, obviously, you saw something you liked there. Didn't get them off to a good start. Some of those guys struggled, uh, mixing and matching a little bit. But, but you need to kind of start figuring out who your guys are, and it's going to evolve over the course of the season. But at the very least, you've got to have an idea 
of who you're going to play because you need to start gelling and start getting that continuity. And when it's spread out between 10, 11, 12 players and you're just trying to find something that works, it's hard for you to build on the type of chemistry you need to uh, to win games at a high level. So uh, they got to start figuring out who their guys are. And I think it starts with consistency at practice. It's one thing we talked to Muss about in the press conference. And he was saying, look, behind closed doors, no, like, I'm, not, I'm not really surprised that this happened uh, because we're not consistent in practice. Some days we defend the three, some days we don't. Sometimes we look great, sometimes we don't. Uh, and, it, and it's guy to guy. And it's, it's a team thing on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, but man, that's just what you're going to get with 11 new faces out of the gates until everybody gets acclimated. Right, so maybe this is what they needed to kind of give them a little bit more sense of urgency moving forward on correcting the things they need to correct because you can't take that number, that number 10 in front of your name for granted. Okay, it's preseason, you haven't proven everything, anything yet. You just played the number 12 team in the country, you lost by 30. Uh, so now you understand uh, just the level of execution and intensity and consistency that it takes to be at that level. Right? These guys are talented enough to do that, and, and we know that Eric Musselman gets his teams rolling. And we knew there were going to be some hiccups early, and then they would kick it in high gear. But the schedule doesn't creep up on you uh, like it did last year. You don't get as many tune-ups. You go to Maui, those are big games. You need those. And you need to be ready to play because they're going to play teams that are better than Texas when they're out in Hawaii, and you want a better result if you're a Razorback fan, right? And I'm sure the guys want that too. Uh, hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Listen, I thought Nick Smith looked good. I thought he was up for the challenge. He was Arkansas's offense out of the gates. That was encouraging. Jordan Walsh really got going, especially in the second half. You wanted to see that from him. He hit a couple threes. I'm thinking, I think he led the team with 14 points. Uh, started playing a little bit stronger and a little bit more assertive. We started seeing what he can do in transition. So some positive signs there. Uh, Makai Mitchell, I thought, was up to the task in terms of just playing physical, uh, being aggressive, and playing with high energy. He had eight points and four rebounds. He left some on some bunnies on the table now. He was only three and nine from the field. Uh, but I liked what I saw from him. I, I did. Uh, again, another guy that's got to get a little bit more comfortable with what they're trying to do. Uh, but some promising signs. I thought Kamani, from a physicality standpoint, he's always going to give you good things. Uh, Devo, he understands it from a culture standpoint. Uh, was diving for loose balls, was really getting after guys, I thought. 
um, you know, trying to get them in the right spots, trying to get them fired up and motivated. Uh, but maybe you need a little bit more from him in terms of taking over and taking control, facilitating and initiating some things a little bit more, uh, providing some offense, because I think I still think that outside of Nick, uh, they're still trying to kind of search for roles, and, and that's, that's part of the deal, but you want to start figuring that out. Guys who are established, like Devo, uh, can give you a little bit of extra punch there. And so we'll see what happens from that standpoint moving forward. Uh, some things to work on you know, defensively. I talked about the straight line drives. Uh, the rotations were just a step, step and a half late. Uh, ball watching, communication. Uh, it, it, just, it just needs to be better. Um, offensively, you know, playing stronger, valuing the basketball. Uh, just more uh, sense of urgency is what keeps coming back to me as I'm talking about this game. Uh, just being a little bit more aggressive. I thought that maybe the competitive nature would take over at some point where some guys would just get pissed off uh, maybe about what was going on and take matters to their own hands a little bit. Uh, just in terms of being aggressive, being physical, we saw flashes of it. Uh, I thought Ricky Council had a really nice sequence. He had a turnover in the first half, uh, but he didn't sulk. He sprinted back. He got a chase down block. Uh, kind of led the floor in transition uh, and got to the free throw line. That's good, right? That's the kind of competitive spirit that you want to see. Uh, but, but they looked a little bit defeated at times there, especially when that thing ballooned out to 30. Uh, so, yeah, tough day. You know, it'll come. It'll come. Like I said, this team is talented. Patience is going to be required. I don't know that I necessarily came here to Austin today expecting Arkansas to win. Uh, I don't think I expected them to lose by 30 either. Uh, maybe somewhere in between from that standpoint. Uh, but I do think two things can be true, right, at the same time. And, and, and maybe you should heed this advice if you're a Razorback fan. Uh, for one, doesn't matter. It's an exhibition game. Guess what? Tennessee beat Gonzaga by 20 yesterday uh, in an exhibition. That doesn't mean Gonzaga's season's over. Okay, they're going to be right there. They're going to be fine. Same can be said about Arkansas. So that, that's one thing that can be true, right? Doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Arkansas will be better for this in the long run. Second thing that's true, what happened today can't happen. Exhibition or not, must said is, is the, probably the worst 40 minutes of basketball he's seen since he's been coaching in college. Uh, whether it counts in the final win-loss column or not, uh, doesn't matter. You want to go out and compete and you want to be a good representation of yourself. That ain't the Razorbacks that we're going to see throughout the course of the season. Uh, and if they didn't know that going into the game, they sure as hell do now uh, because Musk got after him in the locker room a little bit. So now what? We see how they respond. I'd be very anxious to be a fly on the wall in practice uh, to see the type of intensity that's going on, the expectations that the coaches are going to put on these guys, and who's going to start stepping up as a leader and saying, hey, remember what happened in Austin today? We can't do this anymore. Some things have to change. we got to get things going a little bit. Um, Devo and Kamani as, as the returners, maybe you start seeing a little bit more out of them uh, in terms of taking charge and, and taking the reins on this team. But when you got 11 newcomers, some of those new guys have to set up, step up. And that's, that's kind of the most fascinating thing about any team, but especially this one like Arkansas where you're leaning on freshmen. Uh, you got these new transfers that are coming in that need to contribute. Who's going to step up, right? Who's going who's gonna to excel into these roles? Okay, because we were wondering some of these same things last year when Arkansas was almost losing to a Division II school in a scrimmage. Uh, and then, you know, by the end of the year, Aldis Tony's established himself as one of the best, best defenders in the country. Stanley Amude is a knockdown shooter. He's a go-to guy for you uh, as a scorer, right? You got what you got out of J.D. Notte. Guys started to elevate their play and ascend into the roles that they needed to be for the team to be successful. That's going to happen for Arkansas. Uh, but man, going into the season, I have no idea who those guys are going to be. It's, it's a little bit scary, but it's also an exciting proposition because they have so much talent. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, look, I, I think Arkansas needed a wake-up call. 
I do. You could kind of tell uh, in the buildup to this game, really the entire preseason, Muss has been very measured. It's something I noticed at SEC Media Days. A lot of the coaches, you would think that there were 13 SEC teams that were going to go win a national championship. Everybody's excited. They're fired up about their team uh, and the prospects of the season. Uh, and not that Muss doesn't feel that way, but he was a little bit more measured. And we've got a lot of new guys. We've got a lot to work on. Not defending the way that I want us to defend. That ranking is nice, but it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. We've got to get a lot better. I think he sensed it, that this group might need a wake-up call. Well, they got it. Now they get the opportunity to respond, and if Musselman's track record is any indication of what's going to happen moving forward, these guys are going to be fine. So a disappointing day uh, in Austin for sure. At least the football team got a dub right, down in Auburn, right? Uh, but it doesn't count. Okay? It's an exhibition game, lessons to be learned, growth to be had. <sighs> got a little bit over a week until the regular season starts, and th things are going to get real in a hurry. North Dakota State, Bud Walton Arena, November 7th. I bet we see a completely different looking Razorback team that night than we did today in Austin. It's been Curtis Wilkerson with Hogsports.com. Appreciate you guys following along. We'll see you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.